0: You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along on today's show. It is never too early to look ahead to next SEC football season. Today on the show, we're going to dive into what the SEC quarterback field is going to look like next season. We'll break them down into a couple of different categories, run through all 14 teams, So, look, people are always – it's never too early to look ahead to football season. And you're always looking for some off-season content. We got that for you right here. Also, we're going to look ahead to the non-conference opponents for the SEC teams next season. I'm going to run through my top ten non-conference SEC games. Some really, really big ones at the start of next season. And also, we'll give you a couple of tidbits real quick from around the conference. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcast. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. Real quick, before we get into uh, breaking down the SEC quarterbacks going into next season, a couple tidbits real quick on the baseball front. A couple of teams finishing up their weekend opening series yesterday. Number seven, Mississippi State. Of course, they were over in that uh, tournament over in Arlington, Texas, they beat number 3 Texas Tech by a score of 11-5, finishing out the uh, State Farm College showdown. So Mississippi State ends up going 2-1 and one against a trio of top 10 teams. Not bad for them. And then Vanderbilt just put it on Wright State yesterday in what was finally their season opener. Their ace, Kumar Rocker, only pitched four innings, but he was nearly untouchable. Surrendering just one hit, uh, did have three walks, but eight strikeouts to go with it. Rocker is rated by many people to be the top pick in the next MLB draft. And quick football note, former West Virginia starting cornerback, Drayshawn Miller, he entered the NCAA transfer portal after his junior season last year with the Mountaineers. Miller announced he is transferring to Auburn. So Drayshawn Miller, who recorded 31 tackles, eight pass deflections and an interception last year at West Virginia, he will now be a veteran cornerback who will be a redshirt junior for Auburn coming in as a grad transfer, you'll be immediately eligible and could help booster that secondary that really struggled at times last year. Uh, Miller will be the second grad transfer pickup for head coach Brian Harson since arriving at Auburn. They also added Northwestern edge rusher Iku Leota earlier this month. So really uh, really big pickup there for Brian Harson and that defense for uh, the Auburn Tigers. Let's jump into it. Let's start previewing the SEC quarterback situation heading into 2021. Look, we learned very recently, if you do not have a really good quarterback, you just cannot win in the SEC. You look at how Georgia played light years better once JT Daniels took over last year. You look how bad Tennessee played because Jared Garantano was underperforming. You have to have a good quarterback to win games in the SEC now. The past few years, Joe Burrow, Tua, Tua. Mac Jones Kyle Trask all elite level quarterbacks that who all put their teams in a position to win so as we start to uh or continue on in the 2021 offseason I'm going to give you my categories of SEC quarterbacks heading into 2021 and we start with a small grouping the grouping of the potential elites and at the top of my list I start with JT Daniels at George in the bowl game was very telling on Daniels. Ever since the former USC quarterback took over for the Bulldogs, they were undefeated. He's averaging close to 300 yards per game, nine touchdowns to just one interception. He got a lot of his younger receivers way more involved in the offense with George Pickens, Caris Jackson, Jermaine Burton. I think the sky is the limit for Georgia next year with JT Daniels. at quarterback. They're already my pick to win the East and my early pick to win the uh, SEC next year. But JT Daniels, the best of the best in the SEC, heading into next season. Number two in my potential elite category, I put Matt Corral at Ole Miss. Ever since he beat out John Rice Plumley before the season, Corral has been on a roll, executing the Lane Kiffin offense to a T. With Kyle Trask and Mac Jones gone, Matt Corral will be the returning SEC leader in passing yards and touchdowns thrown. The hope for Corral next year is for Ole Miss to have some semblance of a defense. Corral led the Ole Miss offense to averaging 40 points per game this year, but the defense gave up 40 points a game, hence why they finished 4-5. and five. If Kiffin makes just some upgrades defensively, Matt Corral and Ole Miss can absolutely compete in the SEC West next season, but it's going to take a massive improvement. Also, keep an eye on Luke Altmeyer. He's the incoming freshman who will look to prepare himself to be Matt Corral's successor down the road. The third guy I put in my potential elite category, I put Miles Brennan at LSU. Look, before you say I'm crazy for putting him in this category, you have to go back and remember what Miles Brennan did this past season at LSU prior to his injury. For all the questions of who's, can he replace Joe Burrow, is this the guy, Brennan answered the call. He just suffered from a really bad defense, much like Matt Corral did. In his first three starts this past year, Miles Brennan averaged over 370 yards passing a game with 11 touchdowns to three interceptions. He was right up there with Kyle Trask and Mac Jones statistically before he suffered a season-ending injury late in the Missouri game. You got center Liam Shanahan, as well as the rest of the LSU offensive line announcing that they are coming back. Brennan could be poised for a really big year. Now, he's going to have to fight out TJ Finley and Max Johnson and Max Johnson obviously came out in the last couple games and won those for LSU but I think when you look at this promising young receiving core led by Kayshawn Boutique, who went off in the season finale Coy Moore, Trey Palmer I think Miles Brennan is really poised to be in the top category of quarterbacks next year in the SEC. Now on the flip side I expect one of TJ Finley or Max Johnson end up transferring or putting their name in the transfer portal at least with Brennan returning for LSU. My next category I call the unknowns, but a chance to be great. These are guys who we didn't see much of last year, but now they got their chance to be the starters at their respective schools and a real opportunity to become or join that elite category. Number one, I start with Bryce Young at Alabama. I'm sure some would be tempted to automatically throw him in the elite category. We did see him in a limited capacity this year in mop-up duty where he threw for over 150 yards and a touchdown. But with Steve Sarkeesian gone, I just wonder what this offense is going to look like. It's going to be a little bit different. But you got big-time talent back like John Mechie coming back as the leading receiver. I think Bryce Young is going to quickly find himself in that elite category if everything goes well. Remember, Young was the number two overall prospect in last year's recruiting class. And oh, by the way, it's Nick Saban, the Alabama Crimson Tide. They rarely lose games. Bryce Young, set up for great success for the Tide. One of the other guys I put in the unknowns, but a chance to be great. Emory Jones at Florida. Look, Florida offensive coordinator Brian Johnson a couple weeks ago had mentioned Emory Jones as a future star that he was excited about. I put Emory in this category because while we have seen him a decent amount these last few years, it's been mostly as just a runner when he's come in. I look forward to seeing him as the primary quarterback next year. In his three seasons in Gainesville, he's thrown for seven touchdowns and rushed for five. Some even say he's a better fit for maybe what Dan Mullen wants to do offensively. We know next year's cocktail party is going to be massively entertaining with JT Daniels versus Emory Jones, if both guys can live up to expectations. But Emory Jones may be even a guy worth putting some money on as a dark horse Heisman contender, if Dan Mullen can get the best out of Emory Jones as the Florida quarterback. And the third and final guy I put in my unknowns but a chance to be great category, I put Haynes King at Texas A&M. Look, he only appeared in two games this year, threw for just one touchdown and one interception, but Haynes King appears to be the next Aggie quarterback, a guy who fits Jimbo Fisher's offense, and Aggie fans are hoping he can be even better than Kellen Mond and help take them to the next level. He was the ninth overall quarterback in last year's class, even behind fellow SEC quarterbacks in Bryce Young, Luke Doty, and Harrison Bailey. I'm excited to see what Haynes King can do for the Aggies because it feels like the Aggies are right there on the cusp. Can Haynes King be the guy to take them to the next level? We will see. All right, when we return, we will continue on with our taking an early look to our 2021 SEC quarterbacks. Obviously, we hit on the really good ones. Next, we'll hit on the ones with a lot of question marks. That's coming up next. Quick minute here for our friends at rockauto.com. Look, you guys know the weather has been absolutely miserable the last week across the south. Starting to heat up, starting to warm up in a lot of areas. But if you got anything you need for your car, whether it's new windshield wipers, whether it's uh, protective coating, whatever it is you need for your vehicle, I recommend our friends at rockauto.com. They are a family business serving auto parts customers for over 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Everything you need, brake parts, tail lamps, even new carpet, whatever you need. You can get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Their catalog is unique, very easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose from the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Just put in your make, your model, your year of your car, boom – Pulls up everything you need right there. And the best of all, the prices at rockauto.com, always reliably low and much better than what you might find from some of those other auto parts around town. Go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they they know that we sent you. It is amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. covering everything you need to know about the SEC, but what about the rest of sports? Check out Locked On, the Locked On Podcast Network. They got you covered with Locked On Today, hosted by Peter Bukowski. All the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today, wherever you get your Alright, As I mentioned, it's never too early to look ahead to next football season as we're kind of taking a look at the Early SEC quarterback picture for 2021. We've hit on the good slash elite level talent. Now we hit on the ones with some question marks. And it's not necessarily bad, it's just ones that we question can they take that next step in their development? And we jump right back into it. My next category is called Showed Signs Could Take the Next Step. And I start with Missouri quarterback Connor Basilak, who had a really solid freshman year at Mizzou, ended up beating out Sean Robinson. After the first uh, week, and ended up finishing the season with over 2,300 passing yards. His best game of the year, he threw for over 400 yards and four touchdowns in a win versus LSU. However, when you take that game away, he only threw three touchdowns against the rest of the schedule. He had seven games last year where he did not record a touchdown pass. They got a big time recruit coming in and four star quarterback Tyler Macon out of Illinois. He's the 13th best quarterback in this recruiting class. Macon is going to push Basilak, but I expect Basilak to earn the job and hopefully take that step forward in his sophomore season. We'll see what he can do in year two of Eli Drinkwitz there at Mizzou. Also in the showed signs, could take the next step category, I've got K.J. Jefferson at Arkansas. He's a sophomore quarterback, had a really nice start last season at Mizzou, a game the Razorbacks lost very late in the game, 50-48. to but in that game, Jefferson threw for 274 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. He also rushed for 32 yards and another score. You might be able to argue that Arkansas improves at the quarterback spot going from Felipe Franks to K.J. Jefferson. I know some Razorback fans thought he should have started down the stretch for them last year. We also saw a little bit as a true freshman uh, two years ago out of him. Uh, he was able to use his red shirt that year. I think K.J. Jefferson is going to some surprise some people this year with Kendall Bryle sticking around to run that offense, calling the plays. I would not be shocked to see K.J. Jefferson among the leaders in the SEC passing next year. only real question is how many games is he going to help the Razorbacks win because their schedule is absolutely brutal. Next guy in this category, Will Rogers at Mississippi State. Look, he had to battle with K.J. Costello to start last year. and The freshman Will Rogers came on Once he earned the starting job for Mississippi State, he ended up throwing at least one touchdown in each of his last six starts. He threw three touchdowns apiece against Ole Miss and Missouri down the stretch. Really started to settle into that Mike Leach offense. I think Bulldog fans would feel really comfortable if they had to roll into next year with Rodgers as a starter. However, he is going to be pushed by incoming freshman Sawyer Robertson from Lubbock, Texas. From all accounts, Robertson appears to be tailor made for that Leach offense. We're going to see if Mississippi State can be a little bit more balanced next year. Can they have some semblance of a run game? Well, look, we know what Mike Leach is going to do. They're going to throw it a ton. But Will Rogers has a chance to maybe take that next step in his career next year. Last guy in the category of showed signs could take the next step. I've got Ken Seals at Vanderbilt. He was thrown into an almost impossible spot last year as a freshman, quarterbacking a really dismal Vandy offense. Bandy did not win a game last year, but to his credit, Ken Seals looked pretty solid at times. He threw for over 300 yards in games against Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Florida. He threw multiple touchdowns in four games. His 12 touchdowns to 10 interception ratio isn't great, but with a new offensive coordinator coming in and David Rye from the Arizona Cardinals, perhaps he could bring in some NFL concepts to that struggling Commodore offense. I think Ken Seals remains as the starter and we'll see how much he grows in year two as the guy at Vanderbilt. My next category I have is guys who will have to beat out competition. These are guys who are not guaranteed the starting job. We can go ahead and pencil them in today, but this all very well may change by the time we get through spring practice and summer camp. We start at Auburn with Bo Nix, the ever regressing tail of Bo Nix, this was the this was the guy who won SEC Freshman of the Year two years ago. He did not take a step forward in year two last year. He threw for a hundred yards less than the year prior, four less touchdowns, and one more interception. His rushing stats were very similar, over three hundred yards rushing and seven rushing touchdowns, but we never saw the light click on for Nix in year two. And now he finds himself with an all new coaching staff and Brian Harson and now offensive coordinator Mike Bobo running the show. Then you consider the fact the Tigers are bringing in a hungry freshman in Demetrius Davis out of Houston. He's a four-star dual threat quarterback. He is absolutely going to push Bo Nix for that starting job. And I wouldn't be surprised if he wins it, honestly, because he may be more of what Brian Harson and Mike Bobo are looking for. But Bo Nix, he better show up ready to play and ready to improve his game if he's going to beat out the competition and be the guy at Auburn next year next guy in this category, I put Luke Doty from South Carolina. He figures to have the upper hand coming into Shane Beamer's first year as head coach as he got some action down the stretch last year, though he only threw for 400 yards with two touchdowns and three interceptions. He's going to try to hold off transfer Jason Brown coming in from St. Francis University, and the Gamecocks will also bring in three-star recruit and pro-style quarterback Colton Gauthier, who's going to try to push both of those guys. But if you heard our interviews in recent weeks with former Gamecocks Quarterback Colin Hill and defensive back Izzy Muguamu. Both of those guys raved about Luke Doty. So most likely be Doty to start the year for South Carolina, but will he finish the year as the Gamecocks quarterback? Over at Kentucky, they've got the former Auburn transfer in Joey Gatewood. He appears to come into the season with the upper hand, but it sounds like new offensive coordinator Liam Cohen is going to make it an open competition. Gatewood's 2020 numbers were not great, He was just 17 of 35 for 109 yards passing, no touchdowns with a pick, and he was sacked five times. He would also rush 25 times for 62 net yards. You also have sophomore and former four-star quarterback Bo Allen. He was just three of seven for 40 yards passing in a small sample size last year, and they bring in Penn State transfer Will Levis. The Cats, look, they've got a ton of talent. That wide receiver spot coming back, senior Josh Ali is back. Then you get a big-time transfer on Wandell Robinson as well as some four-star freshmen coming in, too. The Cats have really been handcuffed at that quarterback spot the last few years. With all due respect to Terry Wilson and even Lynn Bowden, who filled in for some time. But you have to think Liam Cohen coming in from the NFL, he's going to want to improve that passing game dramatically. So you got to think Joey Gatewood will be the guy at least to start. But Bo Allen, talented enough to beat him out if he has a really good spring. And the last guy we would touch on, Harrison Bailey at Tennessee. Bailey was the highly touted four-star recruit from last year's class who a lot of Vol fans really wanted to see more of. Yet Jeremy Pruitt stuck with Jared Garantano probably longer than he should have. Also threw out their J.T. Shrout and Brian Moore at times. But in a limited sample size, Bailey showed some signs, completing 48 of 68 passes, almost 600 yards with four touchdowns and two picks. The Vols are going to bring in, or they're already bringing in, a four-star quarterback this offseason in dual threat, Caden Salter from the state of Texas. And, of course, they brought in Virginia Tech transfer Hendon Hooker a couple weeks ago, who a lot of people thought, oh, he must be transferring there to go be the starter. But new offensive coordinator Alex Golish said last week it is going to be an open competition, possibly all the way up to the start of the season. The positive here is Josh Heupel has a great track record of working with quarterbacks. So you have to think whoever wins the job will be set up for the most success of any recent Vol quarterback in the last couple of years. And there you go. That is your early look at the 2021 SEC quarterback picture. When we return, I'll give you my top 10 SEC 2021 non-conference football games as we continue to look ahead to next season. That coming up right after this. BetOnline.ag. They're the fastest and easiest way to to bet on all of your sports action. Look, we know football is over. The NBA is in full swing. College basketball coming down to the final weeks. Look, you don't want to sit there and just watch the games and not have any skin on the action. You want to go check out betonline.ag. They got all the action you could want out there when we get into the SEC tournament and even the NCAA tournament. I tell you all the time, you don't want to sit there and tear up your bracket after the first round of games and say, well, I'm done with this. You can stay in on the action if you're betting in the games individually at betonline.ag. They even got you covered with award shows, TV shows, reality TV, all of it with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered with all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to their website at betonline.ag. You can do so on your mobile device, your tablet, your Uh, Laptop, whatever you have. And when you sign up today, you're going to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKED ON. They are betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sports book (laughs) experts. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with the new series called Locked On Presents More Than a Game. Right now, you can hear Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball. They discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast or on the radio.com app wherever you get more podcasts. So I saw last week, Saturday Down South did a really cool thing. They ranked the uh, best non-conference schedules for the SEC teams going into 2021. And as I was breaking breaking it down looking at it, you know, they did a, a power poll with it. And number one, they ranked Alabama as the best non-conference schedule for next season. Of course, Alabama opens with Miami and Atlanta. They also play Southern Miss, New Mexico State, and Mercer. And as, as I ran through it, I'm like, there's really a... No real way to rank these, right? Because everybody, or at least most of the teams, have one tough power five non-conference game that they're playing. And then, you know, some have some middling number two type games. And then it's a lot of the teams from Mercer to Central Michigan, Alabama State, Charleston Southern, those kind of teams. So I said, here's what we'll do instead. I'm going to run through these and pick out my top ten teams or top ten games from the SEC 2021 non-conference schedule. And so here's what I came up with. We'll do these in reverse from 10 to 1 because obviously 1 is most exciting. So we'll start with number 10 in terms of my best SEC 2021 non-conference games. Number 10, I start with Florida versus Florida State. Look, it's the traditional rivalry that we missed out on this past year when we went SEC on SEC schedule. We lost the crossover games with the conference. So Florida-Florida State will be exciting this year Fun to get that back. We'll see if Florida State can take that step forward, but we know Florida is going to take a little bit of a step backward in losing Kyle Trask, Kadarius Toney, all the pieces that they're losing offensively. So this game act might actually be pretty competitive this year. Number nine in the same realm, another game we missed out on this year, Kentucky versus Louisville. Again, the traditional rivalry that play, that's played at the end of the season. It's got a little bit more heated in recent years. Kentucky's found a way to break through and win some of these So Kentucky versus Louisville, I've got as my number nine best non-conference game in the SEC. Number eight, this isn't the sexiest matchup, but it's intriguing to me because Boston College is always a good team in the ACC. Missouri is making a road trip to Boston College. And the only reason I put this on here, I talked earlier about how much I like Connor Bazelak as quarterback at Mizzou. If they're going to have a good season, Eli Drinkwood is going to take a step forward in year two. That's a... Tough road environment to go into. We'll see if Boston College has fans back in the stands, but that's an intriguing game. I got that one at number eight. Mizzou at Boston College. At number seven, it's Texas A&M, technically at Colorado, but this game is actually going to be played at Mile High Field in Denver. The interesting part was this was supposed to be the return of a home and home from last year. Texas or Colorado was supposed to come down to College Station and play AM last year, and the next year or this coming year a m was supposed to go to Colorado. Instead, Jimbo Fisher called him and said, hey, can we maybe move this to a neutral field? We'll still come up there to Colorado, but let's play it in Denver on an NFL field instead of us going to your home campus. So Texas A&M at Colorado I have as my number seven best game, uh, best non-conference game in the SEC next year. Number six, I've got Ole Miss versus Louisville. That is going to be a neutral field opening weekend game. But, man, nothing better than when you put Lane Kiffin on primetime time. Uh, you know, national television and you have him playing a power five program in Louisville. This is a real chance for Matt Corral and company to set the world on fire, throw for like 500 yards and get everybody hyped up about the lane train and come to the sip with Ole Miss. Number five, I've got LSU at UCLA. I know UCLA has not been a very good program in recent years, but that's a fun road trip for LSU who's coming off of one of their more disappointing seasons in recent years, but they want a couple games to finish off the season, maybe build up a little momentum. If that game is played in UCLA, though, I have my doubts because Los Angeles, as we know, been very locked down with COVID in, uh, for the past year plus, so I wonder if that game's even going to be played. There's been some rumblings. Maybe they could swap it, uh, go play this game in Baton Rouge this year and have LSU go to U- to Los Angeles the next year, or there's even been some rumors that they could go play this game in Las Vegas instead of L.A., but LSU at UCLA, I have as my number five best SEC non-conference game for this season. Now we start to get into the thick of it. Number four, Arkansas versus Texas. How exciting is this for the Longhorns of Texas? Historically great program going on the road to play Arkansas in their house. But number two, now you have the storyline of Steve Sarkeesian – and half of his staff being former Alabama assistants, and this gets even more attractive of a game. I got a feeling Texas is going to be a favored team going on the road to Arkansas, but that could be a really, really fun game and a big feather in the cap for Sam Pittman and Arkansas if they can find a way to win that early season matchup. Number three, one of the weird, weird matchups. Auburn is going on the road at Penn State in week two. It's not even week one. It's week two of the season I know Penn State took a big step back this year with their program. They're typically a top-10 caliber program since James, Fr- James Franklin has been there. But Auburn at Penn State should be a really, really fun early-season test for Coach Brian Harson and his new staff with Derek Mason running the defense and Mike Bobo running the offense. Auburn at Penn State, I've got as my third-best non-conference game. Number two... Alabama versus Miami look we know already D.R. King the guy who was basically in the Heisman running this past year at Miami ended up getting hurt uh, at the end of the season but I think Derek King and Miami are bringing back a lot of pieces I think they could give Alabama a good fight at least for a half maybe even three or four quarters we'll see but on a neutral field with Alabama with a new quarterback and Bryce Young and a lot of new pieces, I think they're going to give Miami or Miami's going to give them a really tough fight. Let's see if their offense can keep up. And the number one best SEC non-conference game going into next season, it's Georgia versus Clemson. Look, in the grand scheme of things, does that game matter much? No, because if Georgia loses it and runs the table, they're getting into the, they're winning the SEC and they're. Uh, going to get into the college football playoff. If Clemson loses loses this, they're still going to steamroll the rest of the ACC and get into the college football playoff. So this game doesn't knock out either one, but what it does is shows us where these two teams are in a barometer of two teams we think can be in the college football playoff. It's a good week one test to see Georgia against Clemson and see how these two teams match up. My early, early pick on that one is I'm taking Georgia with the upset with JT Daniels in this offense. All the pieces they're bringing back, going up against Clemson, losing Trevor Lawrence. I know we saw DJ Uyangalele a little bit in that one start this past year. But JT Daniels, a little bit more skins on the wall. going to be a really fun game. That's my number one SEC 2021 non-conference football game. And There you go. That's my uh, that's my top ten, kind of an early season look ahead to next uh, football season. We'll do this throughout the uh, coming weeks of the offseason, kind of look ahead to different position groups, and get a little bit hyped up as we get ready for spring ball. Florida already in their spring practices. Many other SEC teams about to start up. So try to get you some reports, talk with some experts from around the conference, find out how things are looking on their college campuses as they get into their spring practices. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow as we get into looking ahead to some of the midweek SEC basketball games, recapping some games from tonight. And uh, looking ahead to Wednesday night's game. So we'll talk to you guys tomorrow on the Locked on SEC podcast.